around here. He wasn't a very good swimmer. The counselors weren't paying attention. He should have been watched every minute. You see, he was my son. His name was Jason. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the first Friday the 13th episode, I believe. Well, technically second, but we're talking like film-wise, so the first film episode, rather than the retarded game that we got. Anyway, my name is Paul Dolsky, and with me is the lovely fiancé, Tessa Baker, and my good pal, Tristan Knott, and, well... You already know what today is. Well, somewhat this year. I mean, this marks the tenth anniversary of Friday the Thirteenth, the remake that came out on February thirteenth of two thousand and nine. So let's dive right into this because I'd like to hear what everybody's opinions are, especially when it comes to the original and the remake. Did it do justice? Did it not do justice? Uh, what did you like about the remake that maybe the original didn't have, or maybe even part two? Because it did kind of look like the remake maybe not only kind of did a new vision, but it, like, took part one, and I want to say, like, part two, maybe even part three, into uh, a whole new aspect of one film, really. But, uh, Tristan, we'll start with you. So, um. Did you see Friday the 13th remake when it first came out, or did you recently see it? I just recently seen it. I I was never... I was I was really young when it came first came out. My father wouldn't let me watch it, so I was kind of upset about that. Ah, so you were a little baby. Yeah, I think I was like... 11? 12? Oh, yeah, then, yeah, you're a wee baby then. Holy crap. Yeah, when, at 2009, I was, like, 20, 21, somewhere around there, I want to say. Uh, anyway, uh, yes, I can't, I didn't really see it in theaters because I think I was more skeptical about it, but I definitely saw it when it came out on DVD release day. Uh, Tessa, what about you? I saw it when it first came out, and then I watched it again recently as kind of like a refresher. Yeah? Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now, has, before I get into this next topic, has everybody here seen the original Friday the 13th, the 1980? Yes, but it's been a long time since I've seen it. I've seen bits and pieces, but not all of it. Okay. 
about and Tristan, do you not know who the actual killer is in the original film? His mother. Okay, so you do know that. Okay, that's good. So, then this would work out perfectly. So, what is everybody's thoughts compared to, like, the original to the remake? Especially in the sense, we don't really see his mother do the killing throughout the entire movie, like, the original. Um, and the one cool thing about the original is that it's all in first person. So, we never actually got to really see and, like, we couldn't really tell who it was. So, there was that cool aspect. And... I still think the original is a strong title to this day of the whole first-person serial killer or slasher killer where you just don't really know who it is until, like, almost near the very end. That's what I think. Uh, Tessa, what, what are your thoughts of, of the whole original and remake? Like, does it do justice, like I said? What? Well, yeah... Considering what I can re remember from the original, I would say that the the remake in this case did do justice to the original. The way it was done, it was well done. Uh, the guy that they had play Jason in the remake did a really great job. He um he made he made the Jason for the remake seem scarier, like you would be afraid of him if you ever came across him in real life. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I, I, what I remember from the original film, it kind of remind me of the Psycho because that was kind of the same story, not story. I mean, like same style. It was like a first person slasher. And this new remake, I think, what I liked about this remake from the from the original is that I believe what happened in the original, this is where the remake kicks off. Because right in the beginning of the remake, the mother is killing one of the girls from the camp, but the she kills the mother, and that's what makes Jason go crazy. Well, right, because Jason saw his mother get killed by the camper. And that's what kind of, you know, triggered Jason to get mother revenge kind of thing. Like, you know, get revenge for his mother. But the one thing I liked about the remake, too, that Tessa brought up about the whole... They made Jason better, and as in scary-wise. Because, you know, we're kind of used to seeing Jason as the slow guy that, you know... He doesn't even have to jog to kill you. He just, like... Just like, oh, you're going to run out of breath eventually. I'm just going to find you. So I'm just going to walk slow and casual. And then this one, he almost does like a power power walk. And especially we see that at the very beginning there, throughout that long-ass introduction to the film. Um, it's with the final guy, I believe, if, if memory serves me correct, and I'm talking the remake, where it's the final guy who got snagged in the bear trap, I believe, and after watching his girlfriend get caught on fire with the sweeping bag, he, Jason does the power walk with the axe to kill him, to finish him off. And when I saw that, my first reaction was, oh, shit. Like, Jason can technically run now? Like, oh, shit. We're going to be in trouble. 
or at least these people are. And that's what I found it to be a lot more scarier. Now, I don't know if you guys really caught on, so I'm curious. Um, what did you guys think of Jason Voorhees having, like, the longer hair in the remake versus, like, the part, uh, what, it, what would it be, like, part two, part three? I was curious if you guys caught on to that. I didn't mind it, but I thought it was, like, a cool little look, but I know some people may not like the whole idea of Jason having long hair. So, yeah. Um, Tessa, what did you think? Well, I thought it was kind of interesting, I guess. Um, we're, we're so used to seeing him having, like, next to no hair and being distorted and everything else. So, yeah. Well, I think that's what really, really stands out is the hair. Because before he was bald and decaying, now he has long hair. And that's really what remakes are pretty much about, revamping what the killer or characters look like. So it was kind of interesting to see that. But also, half the time, in like part two in the originals and everything, he was dying. He was dead. But now he's alive, so we have to like put in that into account, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but what about, like, the story-wise with the remake compared to, like, you know, the, we're to say original to part three, um, if anybody remembers that far. But the way I'm just looking at it is we got, you know, the mother, the killer in the original, we got Sackhead as, or Sack, Potato Sack, Jason, as a lot of people call him. And then we got part three where he actually gets the famous hockey mask that we all know. Yeah, Jason the for. iconic ho ho hockey mask. Yeah. So what did you guys think of this story for the remake, especially with how fast Jason gets the hockey mask compared to like the original three films? And what do you guys think of, like, like I said, the story of the remake with the whole, you know, these friends go out and try to have a party in a cabin. And d d one of the guys who was played by Jared, who was known from Supernatural, is uh, looking for his missing sister. And then, you know, we got, you know, the campers mainly for the, like, first three films, I believe. I thought it was a good storyline, honestly. I like how, in the remake, how his hockey mask was introduced and how he came about it in the remake. It was pretty good. Um, like I said before, like the way that they did the remake in reference to how they did the original, it, it was well done, and I really don't have any complaints about it. And I thought the story for the remake was well thought out and it had like a, a plot to it and an end game and stuff like that. So well done. I agree with Tessa. It was well done. I liked how he found the hockey mask. I think 
I wish we saw a little bit of it. We saw a little bit of what he looks like when he's older in the mirror there. But I liked how he found the hockey mask and I liked the story. I like, I think the acting was pretty good. I like, I like the guy from Supernatural being in it. But one thing that didn't make any sense to me was keeping his sister alive. I think that's what really caught me off guard because I thought she might have been dead. Well, the reason why Jason kept his sister alive was because of the necklace, Tristan. If you remember the necklace, there's a picture of Mrs. Voorhees, I believe, in it. And that is why he kept her alive is because she reminded him of her mother in a weird resemblance, I, I should say. That's why, like, w later on in the film, when we see that, see, uh, Jared's sis, uh, sister kind of confront Jason and says, hey, Jason, it's mommy. It's okay. It's because he looked at her as his mother. That's why he was kind of like obeying, and that is why he kind of kept her alive. Let's go into that a little bit, though, too. I, that underground layer that he had where she was chained up, that was kind of different, and cool at the same time because you know we're used to seeing jason up above and instead with this remake we see him down below which i think is kind of more creepier because it it's like saying you know you're what you well it's pretty much saying like you know you you can walk anywhere in the woods and you may be actually walking over jason lair as i may say and you won't know that until maybe you get thrown down into it or maybe you see Jason popping out from the ground or something weird. So I thought that was a really cool, unique idea. What do you guys think of the underground layer of Jason? I I thought it was I thought it was kinda unique. Like you said, Paul, we've always seen him up but now we see him down underground and it's like when will he pop up next you know where do these tunnels lead we may never know yeah it's it's like what Tristan and Paul both said it's interesting to see that he has this underground like lair and we're so used to seeing him above ground and like even like the Friday the 13th game he had like this little shack out in the out in the middle of the woods and it was above ground I thought the, that the concept idea for having an underground lair with tunnels and everything was pretty cool for Jason's character. And he could literally just pop out of anywhere and grab you. Mm. Also, yeah. I like oh. the rig, the riggings, the little bells that go off. Yeah, the booby traps, like the warning system. Yeah, that was pretty clever. Yeah, that's, and that's kind of, like, a good way of saying, like, that's what I forgot to mention with d -ho. Like, you know, you could be walking around above his thing, and you won't know that he you're actually walking around it unless you see him pop up. And that's with the bell signaling that somebody is above ground, 
that is a good wake-up call for Jason to say, oh, somebody's above me. And depending on where the belt is, he could have set it up to know the precise location of that person or person, depending on who's there. And um, now I'm curious for you guys. Um, I unfortunately don't really remember the original that much when it comes to the killed because I think I'm getting one of them confused with maybe part two. And um, but I'll say it anyway. But one of my favorite kills of the original series has to be the wheelchair where he get where um oh god I can't remember his name but the guy that's in the wheelchair and he get the axe through the face or machete through the face and because he got hit so hard he ended up like rolling down the stairs I thought that was always one of my favorite for the like original films and as for the remake I think my favorite kill on that would have to be the axe throwing scene with the African American who just saw his buddy get like killed and then he's running back for a dear life and then that's when Jason pulled the woodcutter axe and then flings it as he uh gets hit in the back. So that's probably one of my favorites. But what are your guys' favorite between the original film from like like I said the original to part three and the remake? Well, I can't really remember the, the first the first original film very well. Um, probably should have watched that as a refresher, but as far as a favorite kill for the remake goes I would have to say, um, the, uh, douchebag, uh, tool boy getting macheted through the chest and then thrown on the back of the tow truck and, um, essentially shish kebabbed would have to be my favorite. That guy had it coming. He's a royal ass. Mm. Yes. How about you, Tristan? I I remember bits and pieces of the original and then compared that one to this one. I think this one had a kind of a better story all in all. But my favorite kill out of it all and I think it was the bow and arrow to the head. Oh yeah, when they when the guy was out on the boat driving the boat with his girlfriend. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's a good one. Now, what do you guys think could have made the remake better? I know we talked about this in a previous episode. Like Tristan kind of said, there's always something that we could always say that could have done better or something. So is there anything within the Friday the 13th remake that you guys thought could have been better? I think what could have been better is the the part where he kills off the girl there, the girl that went to the party too. I think they should have left her alive. I think it would have been 
better that way, but. Girl that went to the party as well. Mm -hmm. Are we talking the same girl that went with the douchebag with the boat, or are we talking um, the other one that is kind of like, you know, since uh, the douchebag that Tessa was talking about, girlfriend or whatever she was, is no longer with him, it seems like, because of, you know, how the the asshole is treating Jared's character. And then we got that SWAT that's kind of just like, oh, I'll take you in bed with me instead. So which one are you thinking of? Because I'm trying to figure out which one you mean. The one that uh, went with Clay to look for his sister. Okay. Uh, yeah. I was hoping she would yeah. stay alive. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I forgot how I, I originally reacted to the fact that she died in the way she did. But I do know, like, it was kind of one of those things where I guess, you know, even if you try to be nice, you're still going to get killed, I guess. But yeah, I see what you mean now. Um, I think the only one that I think could have been a little bit better, even though I liked the way she died with the lady that went with the guy for the boat where she was underneath the dock and then she got the machete through the temple of her skull underneath. I think that could have gone a, maybe a little bit better. Maybe like, maybe she could have ran through the woods or something, or maybe she was the only one that stayed alive. And then she's the one that ran back to tell everybody. I mean, I just think that one could have been better. Otherwise it was a really nice kill. Nonetheless. Um, the, I guess the only one I would really have to say, too, is that one guy, the stoner, that went into the shed to repair the table that he broke. They got the screwdriver to the jugular. As you said, got screwed, yeah. Got screwed one way and the other, but not the way he wanted. But yeah, him. I think his thing could have been a little bit better as well. I think Bree's kill could have been better. Like, he just pretty much picked her up and tacked her onto a set of antlers. Oh, yeah. That that one could have been done better. I mean, it was a nice touch. I mean, he hung her up. But I think it could have been done better. Um, I thought it was interesting how there was a screwdriver kill, an axe kill, hung up on the antlers... Uh, Shishka bobbed on the back of a tool truck after, uh, tow truck after being macheted. Um, macheted through the top of the head, bow and arrow through the head. We also got the beginning where... Sleeping the bag kill over the fire. Another guy got an axe to the head after getting his foot caught in a bear trap. Uh... The guy that we're looking for to read. Yeah. I forgot exactly how they died, but yeah, they um, they died from, I want to say, an axe or the machete or something. 
I mean, a lot of the kills were creative in their own way, but I think there could have, I definitely think that Breeze could have been done better with the antler kill. The deer antler. Yeah, that could have been done better. Now, for this film, this remake being 10 years old, do you guys still think it still holds up? I think it still holds up. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah, I think it holds up pretty good. What are your thoughts on the whole rumor now that we might be seeing Jason's return next year? And it's going to be being produced by that one NBA player there. LeBron James, I think it is. I think it's going to be stupid if LeBron James is going to be producing it. Well, for a guy that states he's a big fan of the franchise, I mean, I don't want to judge him just yet, but because, I mean, you know, we have a chance of finally being able to maybe see Jason again, but I just really hope he does not butcher it. And And what I mean by butcher is like, you know, having having it be not so unique. I mean, okay, let's put it this way. The remake had a lot of nods to the old film. We've seen a lot of kills that we are all known with, kind of like the sleeping bag kill. But this one was more of a hung up over the fireplace getting uh, marshmallow, as I may say. <laughs> but, yes, and it is LeBron James. I just looked it up again on an article that I did. But yes, it is. So let me just start that again. So yes, it is LeBron James. And he is working with Spring Hill Entertainment about this upcoming reboot, I guess. I don't know if it's going to be another reboot or if it's a continuation. I am not quite sure. But he did say in a quote, that the reboot of the classic horror film, which will premiere 40 years after the original. So, initially, the way I'm looking at this is, like, it's it's doing exactly like what Halloween 2018 did. It's literally 40 years after the original. I don't know if I like that. Again, I'm kind of worried about that because of the whole gap thing which we've mentioned with Halloween, how that big gap of 40 years of Jamie Lee Curtis preparing herself for Michael Myers. I just don't, I, I necessarily don't think it worked, but I don't know. Uh, Tessa, you saw Halloween with me. So what did you think of the whole 40 years after the original, especially with the gap that I just said? What are your thoughts on now with Jason with the whole 40 years after the original. I think in this case with Jason being so many years later after the original, I think it holds up better than Michael Myers with Halloween with what they did with the new Halloween. Because uh, I honestly didn't quite know what to think about the new Halloween in reference to the to the original. I preferred the original so much more. But like as far as um the remake of Friday the thirteenth holding up, 
with age, I think it held up so much better. I think that they're trying to do what Leprechaun did is trying to make it like Leprechaun Returns. What was it? Leprechaun Returns? Is that the newer one? Leprechaun Returns? Right. That was like that was like the same thing. It was like a, like years down the road from the original and I think it's gonna turn around and bite him in the ass. I don't uh yeah, I mean, I don't know if it can work or if it can. Uh, it's, they got to figure out a really good reason of why it takes 40 years for Jason to get revenge. So, I don't know. Now, before we hand it over to anybody that may have anything else, I just want to get this out of the way, too. Um, so, as many people may have heard, because of, as we're, like we are talking about it, Friday the 13th, the 2009 remake is on a 10th anniversary, and NECA noticed it. NECA is actually releasing a 7-inch scale action figure for Friday the 13th, 2009. And this guy looks crazy looking. And he even has that hair that I was kind of speaking about even though we don't really see his face in the film, like, unmasked, but in the action figure, we're going to be seeing him unmasked in this one, which is kind of cool looking. It's more, I would say, not so demented looking. It's more like, I guess, normal looking. Um, for those that are wondering, there is a link in the description of this episode for the NECA article about the this. 7-inch Jason that I'm talking about. And upon the 10th anniversary as well, for people that may like the head knockers, there's also going to be a Friday the 13th, 2009 Jason head knocker. And we're looking around the quarter three of 2009, so probably spring. Springtime, we're going to be seeing these, maybe fall. But these look pretty amazing looking. Now, um, I know I'm a soundtrack guy. And I will just say for the Friday the 13th remake, um, the music wasn't bad. But I really just don't think it was really Friday the 13th music. Yeah, it didn't really fit it. I agree. And I think that the only other nitpick I have about the film, but otherwise I feel as a remake and people, come on, you probably shouldn't know this by now. I hate remakes. And this is one remake that I actually thought did a really good job making Jason Voorhees scarier. With that note being said, um... Does anybody have anything else to add for this Friday the 13th, 10th anniversary for the 2009 film? I like the wide span of weapons he uses in the remake than the originals. Well, we gotta not forget, like, the mother is in the original, so it's not even Jason's, but... So you're talking like 
it's nice to see that there's more of a var variety rather than have what her what his mom used in the original. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, well, I guess I I don't really know how to answer that actually. I mean, because it almost seems like we saw quite a few different locations within the 2009 version compared to the original, which is, was mainly the Camp Crystal Lake camp. With the 2009, we actually found like saw like somebody's uh, summer home, as I may say, like cabin where they can go and like go on vacation and stuff and have a good time, like a vacation house. There we go. And then we also saw like you know, the Camp Crystal Lake camp where it was, you know, abandoned, but somehow the power still works there, as we saw with Jason turning on the power when he noticed that uh, Jared's backpack was on the ground, and that's kind of like what got him rampaged up because he was hoping to make enough noise so that it would scare Jared and um, the asshole's girlfriend to come on out, but it didn't. Because they were smart to stay there. But, they I mean, they moved at the right time, too, when Jason started to throw all the uh, canoes off. But, all right. Well, I guess for final thoughts, um, I think they did a really great job with Friday the 13th remake. I want to say Derek. Uh, what's his name? Derek. Derek Mears did a great job portraying Jason, and it was great. I I just oh and uh, it was a Jenna was uh, Jared's sister's name. I want to say it was Jenna. No, Whitney. Whitney. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. There it is. I'm reading too far. Yep. So Jenna must have been the one that went with Clay to find help find the sister. Yep. All right. Sorry about that, guys. <laughs> but Marcus, who directed the film, I think did a really good job. As for the writers, with Mark Swift and Damian Shannon, and I think that's really it, really, that wrote it. Yep. So Damian and Mark Swift, uh, Damian Shannon and Mark Swift, I think, did a really great job with the uh, screenplay. Uh, taking like the original all the way to part three, I want to believe, because like I said, part three is where we get the iconic mask, and he kind of we kind of see that progression where it's the mother, it's Sackboy until we find the iconic mask, and then that's what he uses throughout the rest of the film. So I enjoyed it, might be have been kind of fast. When it came to finding the mask and stuff, but I think, like Tessa was saying before, the way they did it was a nice little touch. Yeah, I definitely have to agree with you on all of that, babe. Um, definitely well done for a remake, and I don't really have very many complaints about it. Um, other than, like we mentioned before, the soundtrack really doesn't fit the film for uh, Friday the 13th setting. And some of the kills could have been done a little bit better. But overall, it was uh, definitely not a disappointment. 
Yeah, I really enjoyed the remake. I don't remember much of the original, but I think the remake did it justice. Um, like Tessa said, I wish the kills were a lot better, but the way they did them was perfect. The way they found the mask was perfect, so I wouldn't change a thing about it. Well, that's it, guys. Thank you so much for listening to our little ramble thoughts of Friday the 13th, the 2009 remake. And happy anniversary to it as well for the 10th year. And to this day, I still watch it. And we just watched it like two times before we just did this episode. But we still watch it. And thank you, Tristan, for joining. And everybody else, as much as I hate to tell you, but make sure you know exactly what your environment is doing. Especially if you are somewhere around a place known as Crystal Lake. Because we just don't know if Jason Voorhees is actually working there. Or somehow there. Anyway, you always know what to do, guys. And it's just like we always say. Stay scary. Stay scary. scary.